And Dane from the Dane and Josh show. Dane, how you been, man? Oh, man. It's been a whirlwind here. I'm uh, down here in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I brought my daughter down. We're doing a uh, national tournament she's been asked to guest play on. So I've been doing games for them, doing the the coverage for them on, on their platform and, and mine. So it's been fun. We've, we've had a great time. And they've they're playing today later. So we're looking forward to that. I'm glad you're here, man. I, I you missed a few. Like I, I wish you were here all along, man. This week has been crazy. <laughs> Coach Lonnie stopped by. She understands. She's like, I get it. It's about the kids from Florida State. Last night, uh, yeah. Travis from World's Strongest Man, dude. How in the yeah. world? Like this dude's picking up 800 pound Volkswagens. Like it's nothing. It's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you I'm, know I'm what I'm saying? Sad. I missed that. I, I was going back to look at the episodes that I'd missed, and uh, yeah, man, they've been all great. And I can't wait to hear those guests as well. Yeah. To this morning, we had a local because we always say no matter how blessed we become, we always want to know our friends, right? Uh, we, yeah. we had a local episode this morning, uh, Rainy and Megan from local Blue Sox. We wanted to showcase yep. Yep. the parent angle of soft, you know, softball and sports, if you will. Now, we've made a new friend, Dane. I'm going to get into yeah. this. I've made a friend. I've been watching this coach for a long time from his K-State days to what he's doing with the Hayden Academy. I made a new friend, Dane, this past month or two. Um, we talk about those basketball minds, those geniuses, coach, you know, coach yeah. K doc rivers, um, and just, yeah. just geniuses on the court. Right. Like I wish I could draw up plays like this and just think the way they do about basketball. As we talk about what to get into basketball, we found this coach coach Marquez Hayden. Again, I followed him from his K state ba- days back in the early two thousands to his career, his Academy. He knows about us, you know, what sunrise is doing just so many things yeah. that this coach has done in really such a short time to just make his yeah. mark on the basketball community. Uh, so, Dane, it's an absolute honor to bring on this living player, legend, just all-around great human and, and, and a vice yeah. giver, Coach Marquez Hayden. Coach, how you doing, Coach? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm great, guys. I tell you what, it's uh, it's been a little rainy in Oklahoma, you know, mm. this July, but everybody's happy with the farmers. Man, oh, yeah. Coach, you're, you're from our home. You're you're from our home, Coach. We're from Lawton, Oklahoma, in that area. So you're good people, man. <laughs> so um, I'm glad to have you on. Dane and I have always uh, wanted to track you down. I watched you play. We talked about this, you and I, off the air when you when you play Heinrichs and, and Pauls and those guys. And I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna get him on one day once the platform is right. So thank you for taking the time to make this happen. Yeah, okay, definitely. Oh no, I appreciate you guys having me on. No, I'm, I I I uh, remember Lawton uh, when I was at Putnam City. We played against Lawton Ike, uh, very very athletic teams back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you know that's when basketball was a little bit different. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more physical. Hey? <laughs> back in the '80s and '90s, we could actually throw some elbows and be called right, Dane. Is that correct? <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, so coach, I'll tell you what, Dane and I have over the years we've cultivated some episode uh, questions that the audience yep. and I know. You've, uh, we've, we've been blessed to have you listen to a few. So we're going to run some questions past you this episode. And we're glad that you may be joining us in the future. I'm grateful to have you. This one is about showcasing you. We want to get to know Coach Hayden and just the awesomeness about you. So I'm going to start these questions off. Uh, typically, Dane goes first uh, with yep. question uh, one. Dane, go ahead and hit him with that, man. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. On this one, Coach, I kind of want to go back even before you were your coaching days, you know, and where all the knowledge that you've accumulated over the years started. At what age did you start this your basketball journey as a young man? Uh, it was in it was in the first grade, uh, right right after uh, uh, class. 
uh, my mother picks me up and says, your father wants to know if he would like to play basketball, Marcus. And I mean, if I can, if I don't have to go home and do homework and clean up right away, you know, I mean, yeah. So, so it was in the first grade, and and then that's when I uh, I hooked up with uh, Al Warrior uh, with the Ponies uh, on the east side of Oklahoma City, uh, and, and and that was the first time where it was an organization where my dad had coached me with about twenty other men that kind of set the platform for the rest of my life. I love it. It's first grade, man. That's a long time, man. So you've had a few seasons under your belt, coach. <laughs> Absolutely. And my father was my coach, my first coach. And he, it was so instrumental with my parents because I would go and travel and watch older teams play in that same organization mm-hmm. when I didn't even have to play. So mm-hmm. I think I was kind of already being trained and groomed to be a coach or to be a mm-hmm. uh, just a fan of the game, right? Yeah. I love yeah. that, man. Dan, I think about this. So we played, it's funny, coach. I, uh, I'm 37. I played basketball my whole life and basketball has always been that sport that even though, um, I love all sports, I've always been drawn to it. I love the yep. five on five aspect. I love the athleticism. Yep. I love the defensive mind. I love the cardio. Um, those are some of the reasons I love it. When you think about you back to first grade through now, uh, between basketball, football, soccer, all these things, what was it that drew you specifically to basketball? Mm, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think it was the surname uh in objectivity and, and then it was it was really just uh it, it was more of a personal type of thing uh and, and then it turned into a dominant type of thing okay yeah, yeah so you're so you're good at it like you're really good at it did you play other sports too i know you i watched you man i followed your career and you were a stud at k-state still a stud i wouldn't want to try to play you right now i'm gonna say that right now well, but when you play basketball did you play other sports too alongside of that or well i tried baseball uh and, and the ball hit me in the mouth, and my oh. mom looked at my dad and said, Gary, I think he's finished. And so that was it with baseball. But uh, I did football, but the basketball coach was like, he doesn't need to get hurt. So that was the issue. So, I, I mean, just putting the ball in the hole and, and not getting all those pads. It's too hot out there, man. Give me some shorts <laughs> and some Nikes. I love it, man. So did you did you try this? Because I, I was about 12 when I realized I'm done with everything but basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you give it the old college tries, they say, and keep playing? Or at what point did you mm-hmm. just transition to just basketball, you know? I think it was after the eighth grade year, and that's a great question uh, because we, we, we kind of all grow up in some of these smaller states with four sports, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Trying to do 100% with 25% of the time. But uh, I think after eighth grade year is is when my father, you know, that's when my dad stopped coaching me. He said, this is the furthest I could take you. And then I had to play for teams that had Nikes and airplane tickets. Man. Okay. I see you. Now, 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 when you started in those younger days, when you said you went through first through eighth grade, when you finally decided at eighth grade, hey, this is my thing. Now, whatever from those years, did you your coaches move you all around the court and if they did to different positions and if they did did that kind of help you understand the game at a different level even at that young age well uh, that's another great question is david samilton uh my sixth seventh and eighth grade year in middle school david samilton taught me how to play man-to-man defense and he didn't put me in the post at six foot two I recently just reiterated to him, I, I thank God that he didn't put me in the post at that age because I would have been even more situational in an mm-hmm. opportunist society, right? Because basketball in Europe 
is 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 all five positions you know mm -hmm. it's more of a utilities where yeah. in america we kind of specialize right man i just I, when i watched you because i've watched you draw plays and i followed some of your clips online your basketball mind is so it's it's intense man like i, I mean it when i say this like i'm good at some things like i'm good at uh you know uh playing guitar right but you you're good at basketball like your presence mm -hmm. like the way you think it is you live and breathe and die basketball so was there a was there an influence, I mean, as a player or as a coach, who was that mentor on you that made, if you could even say that one, that helped mold you into the basketball mind that you are today? Uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, I think he, he's right next to him. He's in Des Moines, Iowa. And his, <laughs> his name is Charles Young. Okay. Uh, yeah, Charles Young with the uh, CY Select. Uh, when I first moved to Iowa, uh, I, I had started coaching and, and it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world to play college basketball overseas. And I can't even drop a play. You know, it was, <laughs> it was very, it was very embarrassing. And I wanted to be Nolan Richardson so bad. I would hoot and holler. And, and Charles would say, Hey buddy, you're Phil Jackson. You, you're not Nolan Richardson. And I said, yeah. Charles, what are you talking about? And so I started to have, I stopped coaching and coercing and I started having conversations without an index mm -hmm. finger. Mm. I, I remember wow. I, we, we said this thing coach and I talked about this off the air and coach one thing I love 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 about you Dane and I go back about this time and time again you said and this is kind of a little bit off the air it doesn't always matter about wins and losses you're celebrating these kids just progressing and I, I your yeah. style of as you are as a coach we look at that even in softball sometimes the scoreboard may not have a win but that kid took 20 shots I love your like you said the Phil Jackson mindset you're about development and that's key in this league man like developing these players and confidence they may not go to the NBA they may be but you're making them have the time of their life you know what I mean yeah. Oh, so and, and that's that's just the wins and losses. I kind of got immune and numb to it just on the deficiencies uh, that we have to handle. For instance, a six foot two, uh, 12 year old, he's got to be able to get a defensive rebound, reverse pivot and bring the ball up the court mm -hmm. if we're going to have the big 12 20 years from now. Yeah. That's, that's so true, man. Yeah. And I just, we, we were talking Dane off the air a little bit, just kind of just, I'm telling you, I have made no, I have six pages of notes for coach Marquez and it's like, <laughs> wow, just plays and, and the way you think about the game and coach it's, it's, it, we always say the sport, we thought softball, but basketball is in good hands. People yeah, like yourself definitely. that know it's about more than just wins and losses and teaching these people, these young men to be, you know, uh, athletes and gentlemen and all that. It's so cool to see that you expand beyond that. Um, yeah, so I kind of, Dean and I, we, we transition into this next one, coach. We think about the next 12 months with the, with the academy, obviously, um, all you've learned from playing at K-State and just the, the influences around you. Are you looking at tournaments with the academy? Are we looking at what's the next 12 months for your program looking like, you know? That's another good question because so I've been back, uh, yeah, for so the I'm going into a transition mode right now where we're learning more and more. Every six weeks, I call my parents up and I apologize to them because I've changed as a coach. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but uh, so the tournament. So right now, I'm I'm kind of in between the separation of church and state with mm -hmm. competing versus training versus mm -hmm. overall curriculum. And yep. sometimes in the midst of war in a tournament, uh, there, there's so many things, uh, additives that are out of our control versus is it more important to win games, go through tournaments and compete, or is it more important to be at their high school games, talking with their high school coaches, going mm -hmm. over more curriculum 
and taking personal notes and Man. getting two or three hours with them per week besides going to a tournament to wear a uniform. Yeah. Dane, so, I mean, Dane, Dane, you talked about that too, Dane. What, we just talked about this, Coach. Dane, you said this too, school versus athletics. At this age, your coach, you're saying it. What's more important? I, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt, but that's, yeah. that's a hot point, man. Dane, what do you say about that? Yeah, and, and like they say with uh, a lot of sports, you know, the curriculum and how you do in school is paramount, you know, but a springboard to get you there is the sport that you play. So give that 100% and give help that make that help you into that next level of life. Because like mm. all the athletes and coaches we've had on our program have said, I can only play these sports for so long. My body's only going to hold out for so long, but my mind's going to stay around for as long as I'm alive. So mm. you have to use one to springboard you to greatness on the other. So Man. And I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because the intuitive side of the young adolescent you know, before their cognitive skills are really get to go. It, it's mm -hmm. very important that I, that I try to figure out what they don't know or what they think they comprehend. And then they mm -hmm. also teach us at the same time too. Yeah, definitely. Coach, you hey, said that coach and I, go ahead, Dan, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, and I like that. I was trying to write down, as you said it, coaching without an index finger. Is that how we, you said it coach? That's a great yeah. point to make. Well, because, I mean, I think if you articulate, well, what happens is, is the older elder statesmen, those alpha males are the ones that do the reprimanding. I'm kind of, I'm kind of there as a colleague. Man. Go ahead, And like I say, and to that, you know, that's kind of a mindset with going from a coach to a teacher, you know, a coach at a certain level when you're, like you said, like an adolescent even. You know, when you're doing that, you know, you're coaching them and telling them you have to do it this way. You have mm -hmm. to do it that way. Then whenever you sit down with them later in life, you can say, this is why you have to do it that way. Now you can see why I wanted you to do it. You go to that, go from the physical teaching to the mindset. And that's what gets a lot of these athletes we're finding out to that next level because so many uh, programs, whether it be softball, basketball, soccer, they have designated um departments in within their organization to deal with the mental side of the game so it's great to hear that you're doing that and you put it so well because there's, there's so many sorry there's so many times where after a game you know you kind of tear up a little bit mm -hmm. because you got great players like zach young who have been put down uh who have been inexperienced and sometimes inexperienced looks like it's not talent but when you see him get a rebound dribble the mm -hmm. ball up the court you know, I mean, that took six or seven weeks, but it's going to last him six or seven years. Yeah, man. Yeah. Coach, you're saying something and I'm just, I'm right. I, again, I'm another page of notes already another page. And you're talking about this thing, coach, where it's like, you're talking about love for the players. And that's one thing that picked up first thing about you. And I watched you play, man. I'm telling you, I, I grew up in Kansas after moving from Oklahoma. I watched you play many games in the big 12, your love for your players and your kids. That's what draws people to you. You genuinely love players. And I think, there's no question why you're so successful with the program yep. to be able to not point the finger. I'm never going to forget that. Like what you said, as far as not pointing the index finger, you want to be able to teach them. I guarantee if you say, Hey, I want you to run this play. I know coaches can be able to run that play yourself. Yep. You're one of those rare coaches that can do it and teach it. And I, I commend you for that, man. Well, and, and I think one of the more confusing times is, is when you have some parent, I mean, some players and parents that are participating fully, et cetera, et cetera, and you kind of have to ask them to to leave yeah. and they may want to do something else. It's just because the expectation level 
is is at an all time high. Uh, and, and and everybody has expectations for themselves too. You know, it, it's the parents have it for me. You know, the parents in my organization, I love those people. To, those people hold me accountable. Uh, and those people are honest with me and they allow me to be myself also. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. Dane, you and I have talked about this too. And coach, maybe before we go into rapid, you can expand on this. I know right now the average age, we, when we talk to these college athletes and, and NFL athletes and NBA and all that, the average age when they started really getting scouted, it's about 12 to 14, 12 to 14 years old, man. Like you're talking about these kids don't yeah. even know what they want to buy for lunch and they're getting scouted. Take yeah. me back for a second. When you were playing at K-State, I, I mean, just for a second, because the dialogue, the the parallel. What age did they start scouting you, man? I mean, was it was it that young for you too when you started getting scouted for college? Well, uh, uh, I guess hashtag Greg Swain. Uh, he, he reminded <laughs> me of this, but he he said, "Hey, do you remember when you were in the eighth grade when so and so from the University yeah. of Oklahoma offered you a scholarship?" Oh, I said, Crazy. "Oh man, I for, I forgot about that." Yeah, <laughs> and, and so and, and I've got I got some players uh, in my organization where, yeah, they're 10 times better than I was, uh, but i got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm trying to send these guys to professionals at 16, yeah. 17, 18. Mm. You know, no no offense against college or anything like that, but right. I'm, I'm kind of getting getting them ready for war right now. Man, so so I, I think that's about the average age of what I'm hearing is Dana, and you said this too, our kids right now, we deal with, in college softball and all that, Coach, we deal with something that's, you know, 14U, 12U. Mm. It seems to be that high school age is when it turns into like all right it's time to go it's time to go ahead and set the fork your, in the road your, yeah, yeah. yeah fork in the road man well coach i'm gonna take a minute but, uh, we got oh, oh go, go ahead, ahead. i'm sorry no you're good go ahead, well man. actually uh, well and another thing i wanted to uh sanction was was the 12 to 14 years that age right there with the parental advisory that is so important with not reprimanding after a lost tournament and things of that sort Mm-hmm. And allowing the kids to talk about if they want to talk about after the tournament in the game. And, and my thing with the parents is we can't necessarily say base how much money I had to spend on the success of your kids yeah. versus the development. Right, man. Definitely. Coach, I'm telling you, Dane, these things I, I have coach. I probably spent three hours talking to you off the air because I really want to pick your brain. And that's something Dane and I are passionate about. We, uh, we do a lot of fundraisers for the kids because one thing we don't want to see, and I believe that everybody should have a chance to play. I don't care what your economic status is. I want you to have a chance to play. And the way you yeah. kind of said it, I appreciate you saying it more eloquently is, man, sometimes it's just too darn expensive to play in college, man, these days. And you got to, you know, you got to scholarships or it is expensive and kind of helping maybe bring some awareness to, hey. And honestly, that's go. that. And honestly, and that's what's kind of uh, dampering up some of the things that we have to deal with. But with being a small business, but yeah. keeping the integrity of the product yeah. uh, is, is very important. Not everybody's going to make it, but if mm, I yeah. can help induce and create another future college coach, yeah, uh, oh, which is more important, right? Or a doctor or, you know, whatever we're supposed to <laughs> yeah. say. I love that. that, that that's spot on, man. So uh, there's a segment, Coach, now you're going to laugh about this. We've had fun all along. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. This is the only part I don't give you any prep for. I mean, you talking off the air, we've been prepping. Um, I know a couple things about you. I know you're a big wrestling fan. I know you got your own show. Uh, you're a very entertaining person. I like listening to you. But maybe in all of your episodes you've done, you may not have had questions like this. Okay. These are some rapid fire. Uh, we I'm bet excited. on this. Yeah, Dane. So I sent you my picks, Dan. Are you ready on these? Because yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. 
Okay, so coach, we're going to give you some scenarios that our fans, we love them to death. They give us questions. They're PG, but they're weird. They get, they scour the internet. They bring us cool, random, like, what would you do scenarios? And you got to run it. Okay. So, um, first one. So, Marv Albert, legendary game caller. We love Marv Albert. You know, speaks for himself. Um, we're at the All Star game, 2024 All Star game. You're there. You're honored for what you're doing. Hey, on the spot in the middle of the court, they stop it halftime. You and Marv Albert have to play a game of either A, poker or spades on live TV, and the winner takes a million dollars. What game are you going against for Marv Albert? Oh, I'm going with spades. I'm not playing Mark Albert in poker. Let's go, Dane. <laughs> one for one. Dane, what you got, Dane? Uh, uh, oh, I missed that one. I got poker. It's, okay, it's yeah, the end. A lot of it's the end thing now sometimes. So, okay. Uh, I was trying to ride that. I'm one for one. Oh, good. I like it. So, again, alternate universe, these things, anything's possible, right? So, next question. So, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion. I don't want anybody to disagree with me. My two, I think the two greatest players of all time for me is Jordan and Magic. I love them. They're just my two favorite. I've watched them every, I've watched millions of games on them, I feel like. So, Jordan and Magic, right? These are the two people. Um, all of a sudden, you're brought back, all-star game's over, you're coming home, and Jordan and Magic show up at your Hayden University camp. You get a chance to put one of them in the game to play with your four, like starting four. You add, are you taking Jordan or Magic to start with your starting five? Use the pickup game. Oh, I, I have to. Well, we're going to we're, basketball is going back to Magic Johnson now. Okay, Woo! I knew it. I knew he was going to say that, Dane. I'm two for two. Dane, what'd you have, man? Uh, I had Jordan, man. I'm 0 for two. I'm okay. missing this one. So next one. This is we're going to switch topics. Okay, so we're staying on the basketball world but we're switching to something so transition y'all all of a sudden you guys are all in venice beach all right so it's draymond green uh we've got uh kevin durant and then we've got um we've got john stockton this is a volleyball team against you and it's you and you've got um you've got you you've got um lebron and you either get to pick um shack or matumbo so shack or matumbo to play in a three-on-three volleyball tournament are you choosing Shaq or Matumbo in a volleyball tournament? Oh, you got you got to you got to choose Matumbo. Oh man! Oh man! I missed that one. Dan, you have that one? Shaq. Oh yeah. You you got to choose Matumbo. He's 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 got link. He's got link. Okay. That guy. I, I didn't have that one, man. Okay, he got me on that one. So, staying in the basketball world, all right. So we're coming back. So you get back to Oklahoma. You got back from all your festivities and all that and another just a celebrity appearance at your at your court shows up at your actual camp Hayden Hayden's Hayden's camp two guys show up and they want to challenge you to a free throw contest so the two guys that show up is Bird and Curry they want to challenge you you got to pick one who are you going to do a free throw contest against Bird or Curry oh I would have to do it against Bird uh yeah I mean Bird he would he would totally uh disintegrate me and let me know about it quietly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so four for four. Dane, what are you doing? I'm four for four. Dane, how are you, man? Um, I'm, I'm two for four here now. Man. So, so don't so, rub it so, in. Don't rub it in yet. You know? So again, last question, because I'm, I'm a big fan of basketball lore and mythology and basketball stories, right? So there's a lot of talk about, and we could go different venues. I know the Bulls, the 90s, great. Now, the two seems to be storied franchises throughout history. You've got Lakers and Celtics, just the storied rivalries, right, from day one back in the 60s, right? Um, so you get a chance to do a uh, all-star game, 2025. You've been doing your thing. You're you know, loving it. Everybody loves you. Do you get a chance to be a guest coach for Lakers or Celtics, 
What team are you guys coaching for? You? Oh, I'm. I'm uh, I would have to. I would love to coach for the Lakers because that's the joy side of it. But the business side of how I, you know, in basketball, I would, mm-hmm. I'm more of a Celtic as far as my okay. Action. Okay, so Celtics. Dang it. So yeah. I was four for five, Dan. I had four for five. Did you get that uh, one, Dan? I had the last one. I was three for five, so. I got you. So send me lunch, Dan. I'll right behind him, Danny. Right behind him, <laughs> Hey, hey, I, I made it. a comeback. I made a comeback at the end, but That's good. fell short. Man, I, That's I really, I really did. I'm surprised about the Matumbo one, though, man, because I'm telling you, I had Shaq. Because Shaq, I ain't doing, I ain't playing thumb war, paper rock, because there's nothing against Shaq. He's a, oh, he's yeah. a bad dude. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but well, we have to, if basketball or any sport is physics, yeah. And, you know, Matumbo is a pogo stick. Uh, That's true. Shaq yeah. had the ability to be able to move perpendicular and then rise to the occasion. That's true. That's true. So, Dana, I'm gonna, I'm telling you, I, I have to stop myself because I could just write down pages of notes. So, Dana, I'm going to oh, send yeah. that last segment back to you, Dane, for you. Yeah. Uh, on this segment, Coach, we call this our open mic. Um, we open the floor up to our guests to kind of uh, tell, even though we've, found out a lot more about you during our episode is we ask him to, you know, kind of give us maybe a nugget, kind of a philosophy or a mantra they've carried through the years of their chosen sport. And also with coaching, is there something that maybe one or two things that you kind of uh, carried with you through your basketball career into coaching and some of those things, another one that maybe you give some of those youngsters coming up, trying to reach the level you're at. Mm, That's good. Uh, I think uh, probably with old A.D. Birchie, uh, my high school coach, uh, well, me and me, and, I would, I, a lot of people don't realize I would, I mean, I, I really, I really didn't look at myself as Marcus Hayden because I was always worried about the next war, but uh, A.D. Birchie, I ate lunch with him every day. And he said, Hayden, no matter what you do, everything is big time. But one thing A.D. Virtue always said, the harder you work, the more difficult it is to surrender. And, and you know, A.D. was kind of a, a, a Chuck Daly type of guy where he, he allowed us to make it our idea. He allowed us to be ourselves with the confinement. Uh, and so that's the one thing it is, is when it picks up and it gets a little intense, uh, I think the serotonin is just about to hit the limb. Mm, man so i think there's a there's a line of what you're saying where it's like when the going gets tough like it's almost like some people they lock into when it's rough when things are tough that's when you lock in i've watched that about you and some of the things yeah. you you know the way you played when it's tough that's when it becomes fun it's not even fun if, if it's easy when it becomes hard yeah. maybe you can expand that that's when it becomes fun would you would you agree coach when it's hard absolutely and, and yeah. i'm very careful to say you have to do it you know, back in my day, historically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think these kids are better athletes. I think their intuitive reptilian lobe of their brains are a lot better and more efficient. Uh, I think one thing we're having to coach more and more of don't be afraid to fly when you have wings. You know, and, <clears> but that's that's there's nothing wrong with that, because as a previous society, we put certain things in place so our kids wouldn't have to struggle as hard. Right. Oh man, Dan, nice. we've talked. Dan, we've talked about that a few times. We're glad that my daughter, you know, I'm 
kind of being personal for a second, my daughter said she has no idea what it's like to, you know, maybe not have certain things, yeah. you know, she name brand clothes or whatnot. And I think it's coach, you spoke about that. It's nice that these athletes these days, they have, you know, player coaches, they have in our world of softball, they've got hitting coaches and, and pitching coaches for you guys. They've got strength and conditioning coaches. It's yeah. good that they actually have that to draw from, from the start. They're, they're better athletes. They, they're trained better nutritionist. I mean, I didn't know what a <laughs> yeah. nutritionist was. So I hit high school. I don't know about you, Dane, but I don't know what that was, yeah. you know? So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that was way. Be- that was even before my time in high school. Man, <laughs> coach, I think I think you're spot on, man. Just the way your your philosophy about just giving them a chance to fly and and grow and let them let them soar. No wonder people flock to you. Again, I I was like, man, I, when I got a chance to talk yeah. to you the first time, I was like, let me take all day. Go, go ahead, coach. Well, yeah, sorry to. It, it's just my high school career was was a bit different uh, with Gary Vick with athletes first. Uh, so my sophomore year, I was already at Nike All-American camp and NBA camp in Washington, D.C. and Indiana with Kalina Azabuti and Sheldon Williams and Bookout. Um, and then we were all also played with John Pierre, which is the one that developed Victor. I was overseas with Lindsey Davis with the Junior Olympic uh, mm-hmm. at 17 years old in France. So I was able to see different players uh, worldwide and, and also <laughs> nationally without the Internet. <laughs> and the guy that that was in charge of our shoes at Nike All American Camp is the president of the EYBL. Man, <laughs> so you've been through, you've seen it all, man. And so I oh, think yeah. that's, you know, I think I circle back and uh, kind of maybe to close this first episode. And we're so grateful we get to have you, Coach, a part of yep. this episode. And we we hope, as I told you before, love to have you back for future basketball episodes. And your mind is just so impressive the way you look at basketball. Like I said, the way I look at maybe guitar, Dane kind of looks at me like, oh, how do you do that? The way you look at plays and just players and, and the, the the sport, it's next level. And I'm glad to have you uh, on this yep. episode. Our goal, Coach, for this first one really was to showcase you yep. to say thank you, to bring you into this dynamic and say, hey, there's coaches like this out there just – we're really trying to make a difference on and off the field of the court. And that's what we're all about coach. I'm grateful. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's just everybody's obligation to keep everything at its purest form. Man. Yeah, well, coach, um, like I told Dan and I, I mean, you and I talked, this will be, we got a segment for you. So I've got several episodes. I would like to have you return. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to break the ice and showcase you in a different way. We know for me for playing side, and it's one thing to watch an athlete play. It's another thing to listen to him talk for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, yeah. showcase you as a, you know, personality. So coach, it's, it's yeah. a privilege. I'm telling you, um, yeah. I've, I've well, I'm a pretty, bo- I'm a pretty boring guy. I mean, no. I, I mean, <laughs> no. it, no, it takes 30 anything, minutes. Anything to, but. No. Well, no, I think somebody says, uh, uh, the great Paul, my financial advisor, Paul Wilkins says, Hayden, it takes 30 minutes to eat a cup of Cheerios. That's one (laughs) Cheerio every three seconds. Oh, man. I never heard that one, Dan. Have you? That's a good, that's almost a dad joke. Well, coach, uh, I'll I'll tell you this. uh, First of many, I mean, when I say that, I I enjoy getting to break down. I think what you do when I saw you, like I said, um, I was drawn to you from your days of watching you play and I watched what you do with the Academy. I love what you're doing with these kids and raising them into young adults on and off of the court. Dane and I yeah. can't say enough about it's important to not just focus on the court. It's off the court as well. We say off the field, whether it's football, softball, basketball, yeah. it's about real life. And I think that you're doing that, teaching them yeah. it's okay to fail. If you even say that, but is it really a failure? Like you said, if you shot seven shots, is it really a failure because you didn't win the game? No, you're winning something every day, right? Right. So yep. I just yep. I love your philosophy on coaching coach and I'm just I'm just glad to have you a part yep. of it. Well you know? my, yep. my my boys and girls they in actuality they 
they kind of keep me afloat, you know, uh, as far as holding me accountable more than, mm. you know, anything else. Cause all of those, all of those boys are straight A students. Uh, mm. uh, one of them is in uh, the band. He plays the trumpet. Uh, we got other ones in other clubs and things of that sort. Cause I mean, we can only play uh, with the PSI for so long and then we have to evolve into something else. Mm. And, and I, I just don't want them to find their success, you know, just, through a sport or anything like that, but just mm. make yeah. sure we have a purpose. You know? Which yeah. that's, I, I, that's what I keep going back to is even though you're successful and I watch you and you have great talent, people flock to you. It's so crazy to know that someone as elite as you are, when it's all said and done, you're not really worried about the game. You're worried about them as people. And that just, yeah. it just makes my day, man. So um, thank you, yeah. coach. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we'll have some segments. I'll tell you, I meant what I said. Uh, we'll talk off the air a little bit, but I'll bring you back. Um, we've got several basketball players yeah. coming up. We've got coach BC stopping by coach Derek. We've got a lot of basketball minds coming up. Coach Alyssa, yeah. I want you a part of that. So we will definitely make sure we're staying in touch. This first one was just about showcasing you as a great human. And, as oh, great and, athlete, well, and is, would it be all right if I had one more? Uh, oh, so, sure. Uh, yeah. Coach, Coach Jonathan Blewett just took the new job at Western Heights uh, okay. about two weeks ago. Uh, ex ORU player, ex ORU coach, and I think is he played for he played at ORU and took him to the tournament as a player and also coached there and went to the tournament twice. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And that's and that's think about the circle. That's your circle. And then again, people like that, man. I just they we we've had people that we know that go to you know pro level and all that, and it's cool to be a part of that that story. So, coach, it's yeah. it's no wonder that people around you that I I, I can't say enough. Like, Dan, help me out yeah. here. I'm just well, kind of gushing. Like I, you know? like I say, you you surround yourself with uh, great people, or or you do great things, and and that's always tell my daughter, you do great things, and you do it the right way people have a, a way of gravitating towards you. And it sounds like that's what a lot of the people you have around you have done. I mean, you guys are doing great things, which, wow. you know, let's face it. Anybody that takes their time to help the young generation along to make whatever they're teaching them better uh, is always a, a great thing. You know, you're always going to well, get surrounded and, and by great the, people. And it's the confidence thing uh, yeah. that, that we can't uh, fabricate. Yep. It's one of those things where the parents have allowed me to do my job and, mm -hmm. and we're able to simulate climatical instances and they're able to yep. observe and see how their younger mm -hmm. ones are going to get through it. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, coach, and, that, um, and that, and that discipline that you guys are teaching them, you know, like, like you say, like we said earlier, springboard to the next level in life, you know, that discipline to in the short term with, with sports, it shows them, Hey, you got to do X, Y, and Z in order to get the result. Well, that's how you have to do it in life as well. So, you know, it's kind of a microcosm of what they do. Like you say, with even with uh, the other sports they may play or the instruments, okay? You can't just mm -hmm. come out on a trumpet and start playing uh, the greatest piece of music out there. You have to start at square one. You have to start <laughs> oh, without a one. doubt. And you have to start at square one and you have to practice, practice, practice. And this is your discipline and it'll get to that next level. So, so coach, let well, me ask you this. No, oh, go ahead. Uh, that's he, he it makes me think of something coach with you elite player so for a second as i i try to close this because i could talk for years you <laughs> as a player take me back for a second your your regimen our kids always say that practice is not important but please help me help me prove my kids wrong when you became a player when you're going into eighth grade ninth grade how many hours a day did you practice i, I want to hear it from you uh yeah and sometimes i kind of forget about that that part um but when I asked my mother, I said, Mom, what type of player was I? 
he says, son, you're very unusual. Uh, and <laughs> because after I would win a championship, I would keep the ring for two weeks and then I would give it to her and then I would get back to war. And, and, but, you know, that's that, those were some of those type of years right there. So, I mean, I wanted to win, but it was more uh, uh, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus conflict in those mm -hmm. adolescent years, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. because that's the reason why I went to K-State. Uh, so I was supposed to go to University of Connecticut and Bertie, I was in the coach's office and I said, I want to go to K-State, Bertie. And then Jim Calhoun kept calling and said, hey, and they want to talk to you. And I'm like, coach, I don't want to talk. And then my mom, you know, kind of tears up when I said, I don't want to go to OU. And so, you know, the K-State thing uh, coming in and, 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 you know, starting as a freshman right away and being able to play in the Big 12, but only being four hours away from home. Uh, where my parents could come and see me uh, compete. And then K-State, you know, just that small community in the Little Apple in Kansas, you know, it, it, it's nothing like it. Uh, I, I see that they're revitalizing a lot of different things, but I think now it's a little different. Now we got to start taking care of our conferences. You know, I think that, yeah. you know, we'll get into that in the future and things of that yeah. sort, but the, the way this sport and sports are going, it's evolving. It's not disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is with you see all these teams that are moving from conference to conference it is, you know, something that we've seen, you know, a couple of the big 12s are leaving. So, you know, maybe they're maybe they feel that their uh, style that they play constitutes them playing another uh, conference. Well, but, your kid, well, you know, your kids, your kids are going to be in college playing sports mm -hmm. pretty soon. And yeah. It's kind of hard to go to Utah and Florida when I have a biology test that same week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Man. definitely. I I told you, Dane. I, what did we do, what I say about him? He's just we could go on for days, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. One man. one one thing that somebody says springboards you to a, another thought, and it's like, man, Coach. we could just keep keep unraveling the ball of yarn mm. there. And then I, I wish I, had, I I've enjoyed it. Coach, I wish I had like a week to just sit down and say, hey, let me run this scenario by you this one, man. It's just no wonder people just flock to you. Again, I, the first time you called me, I was like, hey, I, I just left feeling uh, overjoyed and I felt uh, energized and I felt inspired. Now, that's what a coach is supposed to do is inspire people. So, coach. Well, the, the uh, one coach that really did that was when I met Tex Winter at K-State. Uh, I'm like, this guy invented the, the offense for Jordan and he's, the, and he's wearing yeah, the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the triangle. Yeah, the triangle offense. That's right. Man. Well, Coach, let me say this to you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the the plane down on this one. We're gonna land it uh, first of many. Um, what the first episode, of, as I said from the start, was getting to know you and and showcase the great person that you are, just your basketball mind. So uh, I'm one of a million. I feel like in the book. So thank you for letting us break down, Coach Hayden, and what you do as a player. Oh gosh, I, I, it's a bucket list, man. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch very soon. Man, we'll be in touch very soon. We're going to end this one. But like I said, first of many, don't hesitate. Like I said, I know we've had a dialogue. You, me, and Dane. I'll get a little thread going with you, me, and Dane. We'll keep in touch. And uh, we'll have you on very soon. We're going to keep this thing going. And uh, thank you for your time and, uh, and, your, and your mindset, okay? I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, Coach. Coach. Thank you. You're welcome, Coach. You're welcome to drop off, Coach. I appreciate you, man. So, Dane, I'm telling you, man, I, I got a chance. I got the privilege of interacting with them. Uh, most of these legends like that, they don't – he, they, their time is precious. Like he's got a lot yeah. going on and he called yeah. me for an hour. The first time I said, Hey, would you like to come on the show? We talked for an hour and I love yeah. all the guests we've had. And they're like, Hey, I got six minutes. They kind of block me, which I get it. I get that part of it. Yeah. Coach is like, yeah. no, 
I got all night. And he, he just, it's that old school relationship building is what I see with yeah, him, you know, definitely. just break it down. Yeah. What'd you think of it, man? It was awesome. I, you know? I, I love it. I mean, I love those kind of individuals that are, are, they're not reluctant to share what they've, what they've learned because they want everybody to see it because they know the things that they do aren't just in a sport or in an activity. It, the lessons they have expand beyond that. They're making greater people, you know, and, and that's what I love about the, the, the people that we have on that, that give us those kind of things. Like he was saying, it's just neat to hear and you, you pass it on to, you know, just you and I, we can pass it on to the girls that we are teaching softball to immediately. And then it goes on to the next level. So like you say, not only is X, Y, or Z sport in good hands, this next generation with individuals like coach are in, is in great hands. Mm. So it's great to pass those lessons along. Wow, man, that was, that was phenomenal top deck. So like I said, he wants to come back and help us with basketball. Yeah. I said, Hey coach, we'd love to have your mind on anything. We, yeah. if we can learn from you. So uh, this won't be the last time we see him. Um, I, he, yeah, he's not able definitely. to dedicate time like Caitlin or Kaylee with being a part of the staff, but he's like, yeah. I'd love to help pick the brain and all that. So yeah. absolutely. So coach, thank you for your time. A uh, great player, great athlete, just yeah, top definitely. deck, man. That was, that was one for the books, man. So Dane, um, that was, we'll rack that one. Yeah. I hope you get, yeah. get some rest between games. What's your next game tonight? Five, you said? Uh, five o'clock uh, okay. central time. I'll be on I, I on, I'll be on Facebook and, and and Game Changer feeds. So I'll be calling uh, at least, at minimum, two more games tonight, possibly three. Man. So I got to well, rest up the voice and get some lemon juice or something to keep it going. <laughs> well, get, you, get your voice ready, man, because next week's a busy week. We got Jared stopping by. He's a yep. linebacker from Northwestern State. Dan, we've only got about 25 episodes next week, so nothing crazy. <laughs> So nothing a, a too light, much, you light, know. Yeah, a light week, light week. Yeah, just no a problem. light week, you know, we'll handle that with our, our staff. So um, you guys, that was a great one. I'm, I'm excited to get this out. And Coach Hayden, thank you again. Um, his, his, his program that he's working with, just that's what we want to see, people that are helping yeah. kids. So um, uh, I can't say enough. I'll end it before I just keep going on and on. So, Coach, <laughs> I appreciate your time. Uh, that was one for the ages. So on behalf of Dane and Josh, I'll never forget that we love you. And as always, Dane. Thank you for listening.